0: Welcome into another great edition of Strong Style, our weekly MMA and pro wrestling show with some combat sports thrown in. Both of those are combat sports, by the way. I'm Jeremy the Impact York from Impact Media. Welcome in. My goodness. My goodness. I thought last week was loaded. This week is even more. Loaded than a baked potato from your favorite steakhouse. I mean, we've got we've got toppings galore. It looks like an ice cream cone. It's got so much stuff on it this week. Of course, we're going to talk MMA. Of course, we're going to talk Triller Fight Night, Triller Fight Club. But first, I'm going to start with WrestleMania. In fact, I'm not even going... This is how this is going to go. Um, I've got... WrestleMania to talk about. I've got NXT Standard deliver to talk about. And then... I will uh, finish out wrestling. Then we'll get into the MMA world. And uh, finish up with Thriller. So let's start WrestleMania, right? And uh, yes, I'm going to kind of go... I'm going to kind of go, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna mention every match. Some of them are just not, not worth it. And, uh, but, but like I said, I'll, I'll kind of go over maybe significant impact of them. Just know I'm going to go in depth on some of them and not so much on some others. They start off night number one. They did a two-night event, remember. Night number one with Cesaro versus Rollins. This lived up to the bill. This was the showcase that we thought it would be. Two former Ring of Honor guys, two indie darlings that were just out of this world. And it went how I thought it would. This is Rollins helping Cesaro out, doing the deed for him. So to say, Cesaro wins this match. He looks good in doing so. Rollins can take a hit because he's not building on anything right now. At some point, we want to see uh, Rollins and... Roman Reigns doesn't have to be right now. So Cesaro and Big E, I think we're going to see their boost up. Two different paths. We'll get to Big E's path here in a minute. Cesaro, after beating Rollins in a standalone like this, I would say got to kind of pick another opponent. uh, Rollins was a big one. I would almost say they they might go King Corbin. I don't know. I just don't know. Uh good for Cesaro though. He is he's a guy with that leg up, as I'm saying. Uh it's gonna be it's it's gonna be fantastic. Uh Styles and almost took on the new day. Styles and almost win the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh they it's kind of a big nod, you know, the, the New Day are like a ten or eleven time champs. Uh it's good they put a belt back on Styles. I I I see why you want to do that and you're pairing him up with almost to help push almost as well. Uh he's just he's a big guy. We got to see him wrestle a little bit. He's not bad. Uh, now they're the, the champs. They can take the tag champs in a in a different direction and it'll be interesting to see what they do with the new day going forward? Uh, Braun beat Shane in a cage. It involved Elias. It involved Rocker. Just like I said, they destroyed the cage. They destroyed each other. Shane had a big spot. Moving on. In what was initially a big surprise to me, until I found out another bit of information, then it was just an awesome accomplishment. Bad Bunny. And Damian Priest took on Miz and Morrison. Uh, There were a lot of really great spots in this. Bunny can really, really go. And uh, Bunny and Priest get get the match in this one. There were some really good spots. Some really overall... I mean, Bunny took a lot of the damage. Like, he was the workhorse there for a while. He has really been working. And while this surprised a ton of people, including myself, initially... I found out that Adam Pierce, Indie Darling and Legend, and you know, we've seen him on Ron SmackDown. He's like the new corporate face. Adam Pierce has been working with Bad Bunny. And uh, it, it definitely showed. But uh, good for Bad Bunny, man. He, he came out there and brought it. And working with people like Morrison and Miz definitely helped. He was able to do the uh, the Canadian Destroyer on the outside, which is not an easy move for either competitor. But unlike every other time, WWE usually, around WrestleMania time, brings in a couple celebrities to be in matches. Uh, you know, I thought Stephen Amell a couple years ago did a pretty good job. There were some other ones that, that did a, a pretty good job as well. But, I think Bad Bunny's got to be up there for one of the better celebrity performances. And, like I said, Bunny and Priest win. We had, let's see, um, Tamina and Natalia won the tag team women's turmoil match. I told you they made the most sense to me, and they did. Um... Lashley and McIntyre were in a fantastic match that uh, wait till next week because uh, something happened on Raw last night that uh, there's another chapter coming between these two. But uh, Lashley retains as he should. He gets his WrestleMania moment in the sun as he should have gotten. And in the main event, a match I didn't have much interest in, but I give them all the credit in the world. Not a big fan of Sasha Banks. Not a big fan of Bianca Belair. You guys know that. And if you're new to the show, now you know that. Doesn't mean I don't respect what they do. These girls went out there and brought it. They were the main event of night one. That means they think you are the set, uh, the first. They, you are. They think you're going to be one of the top two to three matches of the night. Quick for people who don't know. How a wrestling show goes. You have your main event. That's uh, hopefully the main reason people are tuning in. You will have kind of a co-main event, sub-main event. That was Lashley McIntyre. That was two matches before Sasha versus Bianca. And you have your your third match that you think is your second to third strongest match. And you put that at the beginning. Cesaro versus Rollins. Well-booked. That is a well-put-together card. There is enough spots in between everything that nobody is on top of anybody. The surprise was Bonnie and Priest right before Lashley, but it didn't take away any of the magic of what Lashley and McIntyre did. It didn't take away from their story. And, uh, Bianca Belair gets her moment as she wins the SmackDown Women's Championship. Congratulations to her. It'll be interesting to see what they do. If they run her through the gauntlet of people. Or if uh, they have Sasha win it back. Or... um, How about the fact that this was WrestleMania. Where the original four horsewomen. As they were called in NXT. Of Sasha Banks. Bayley. Charlotte. Charlotte. And, gosh, I forgot the other one. Anyway, of the four, Sasha was the only one on the card. Why was Bailey not on the card? We know about Charlotte. And if you don't know, well, watch the opening of Raw from last night. She she gets into some very real things. She makes some really good points, too. Most of the time, I don't watch their, their open interview segments because five minutes later, the announcers tell you that what they say but watch what Charlotte had to say yeah it's there all right that moved us to night number two we had Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan they got me on this one they got me on this one Daniel Cormier had it right Daniel Cormier said if you're gonna be the big dog then you got to take both the other ones out Roman took both Edge and Daniel Bryan out, pinned them both simultaneously. That's how you say "get out of my yard." That's Undertaker style stuff. That's John Cena uh, wallering somebody throughout a match, pillar to post. That's that's Randy Orton drops you in two seconds and yawns. That's Triple H just beats the holy hell out of you. That's love it. Love it. not what I predicted, not what I expected. I don't try to get the. I try to get these right. I don't expect to be right. This was what needed to happen because it keeps Roman super superhero strong. I don't know who his next opponent's going to be. Uh, Backlash, I believe, is the next. They announced is the is the next one. I don't know who you tried up there, Edge. Uh, this he, he can hang around and face Daniel Bryan if he wants, but uh, he's out of the title picture. Daniel Bryan, same same mess. You're out once again. First night of night, or first match of night two, they consider to be one of their top two to three matches of the night. It, very well, it, you could make that argument. Up next, Ashka versus Rhea Ripley. I very much think Rhea taking the spot of Charlotte with all the uh, crazy shenanigans going on there. that uh, this would have been Charlotte's position for sure uh, because Rhea Ripley wins. And here's the good and the bad, in my opinion. The good, fresh face has it. Ashka's had it for a long time. This gives her a little bit of a break. She can kind of fight back on it a little bit if she wants. Uh, spoiler alert, they do have a rematch on Raw. I'm not going to tell you what happens there. Uh, but this this lets Ashka take a, a step back. You know, She got dinged up a good bit this year, and uh, you know, maybe she could use a little bit of a break. On top of that, here's the bad. You, I hate saying called up, because you guys like to consider Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. When I say you guys, I'm talking about WWE. WWE likes to consider Raw, SmackDown, and NXT on the same level. You could make the argument, at times, even NXT is better than the other two. But, you pull a fresh face from one of your three brands, NXT. NXT and you bring them to arguably your biggest brand, raw. Once again, you could argue either way. And on basically like her third night on the new brand. Beats your strongest competitor in the last year. For the for the top price. You see the problem. Because now you're telling me that your top champion for the entire year is not as good as the brand new person in the door, and that both of them are better than the rest of the entire roster. Makes the whole roster look weak when you do that. Uh, Bianca Belair winning on SmackDown says the same thing. You're telling me you you think your women's division is garbage, and I strongly disagree. Which I mean, if you look at like the tag picture, they they group a bunch of them together. They got some pretty cool tag teams, but they're having six and eight women at a time matches because they're trying to get them all in because they they can't come up with solid things for them to do on their own. You got to do better, WWE. You got to do better. Congratulations to Rhea. Congratulations to Bianca because great achievements, big things. I hope big thing. You know, if Rhea wants to keep it for a little, or is allowed to keep it for a little while and do some things there. So, I don't have a problem with that part. It's just, you have brand new people walk in the door and win the thing. Well, that means everybody that's been there before, you consider a level below. That's not the case at all. Sure, they are tiered on uh, where they are spots on the card. Everybody is. But, this is exactly what Peyton Royce had her had her her uh, speech about. In fact, Peyton Royce, not on the card. I didn't see her. You guys see her? I didn't see her. This I mean it's it's a joke. They they, they let her say it and then they, they make a speech about or they kinda commend her for saying it and everybody backs her up and then nothing happens because it's WWE and that's just the way things go. So Peyton, I'm with you. As as proud as I am that, that Bianca and Rhea were able to do that, this is uh this this is a joke. Uh next, Big E comes in as the Intercontinental Champion and Apollo Cruz leaves with the belt. And the win. He didn't just steal the belt, he won. He won with, uh, they are calling him, or he was Dabokato, the kind of big MMA-looking guy that was part of the Raw Underground stuff. They gave him a new name now. He's like Commander, I, I don't remember. Uh, they didn't really mention it on the card so much as uh, they mentioned it later. So we'll see uh, on SmackDown what they officially do there. But congratulations uh, to Apollo. Uh, he's got his African roots for sure. He uh, come through the system right right down the road here in Atlanta, Stone Mountain, Georgia, is where he claims home. Uh, congratulations to him on that. And this does exactly what I thought it would. It frees up Biggie to start his run up to the top. I very much think so. There's it, Nothing personal. There is no way he should win the Intercontinental back. At least, at least I would. Uh, if he wants to take on uh, the Davo Kato or Commander, whatever they're calling him, sure. I don't have a problem with that. But Big E, it's your time to shine. You and Cesaro, even though you're on the same show, it's time to, to take that leap. And this time, you've got steps under you. Take that leap and run with it. Both of you are screaming world title picture. And you got to think. Over on SmackDown, that's Roman. Do you want to bury Cesaro or Biggie immediately? No. you want to build one of those two up, if not both? Because the chase, them chasing Roman, is going to be a three-to-five, three if not six-month ordeal. You can have them all interchangeable here and there, the way they're building up. The way they did John Cena years ago against JBL, it was about a six-to-eight-month build of him on the intercontinental level. I think it was U.S. title at that point. He had the cool spinner, silver one. To where when he finally took on JBL for the world title, JBL put him over and he became become the world champion. It was a 10-year run on top that nobody else has done. Go back and look. Austin had a four- to five-year run, I believe. Hogan had about a six or seven. John Cena, 10 years on top. You may have got tired of him, but there was nobody better. It's not because everybody was crappy. It's just that much better. It's so Big E, Cesaro, this is your time. Uh, Riddle versus Sheamus for the U.S. title. Thank God Matt Riddle did not win. Former MMA guy. He's a legit badass. I give him that. I don't like the whole throw stuff. I, I, I don't see how he gets the push. But, hey, Sheamus, your new U.S. champ. Good for Sheamus. I would love him to be world champ again, but you got to pick your battles, and him being U.S. champ, takes that title in a different direction so uh, because spoiler alert Riddle did not have a rematch on Raw he could have one down the road but he did not have one on Raw so congratulations to Seamus on that one and then uh, let's see by the way Roman the Roman match is actually the uh, main event Uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul in his corner Really thought Kevin was going to do Sammy a, a solid here, but it wasn't his call. So, um, at one point, Sammy Zane really pressured Logan Paul. Logan Paul uh, helped Kevin Owens win and then got a uh, KO stunner for his efforts. It's, it's Kevin Owens, man. It, it, he's great. He's one of the best ones. Uh, it was good to see Logan Paul have him involved. Uh, he didn't need to, be, need to be in a match like like uh, Bad Bunny. The, the story wasn't invested enough. It was nice he was able to do that. Maybe we'll see him this Saturday uh, watching his brothers fight. Logan, I'll tag you in this. And if you are listening, love to meet you. Love to meet you. Say hello. We'll, uh, we'll chop it up a little bit about your time with, with uh, Sammy and, and Kevin. And, uh, Talk about other cool stuff. I'm not hard to find at these events. That was WrestleMania. Overall, um, we'll we'll do it in in uh, somewhere between one and, and five body slams. Right, uh, five being the best, one meaning god awful. Um, Night number one. Night number one. I give a I give a four and a half. It wasn't perfect by any means, not saying it was that close, but it was solid. Cesaro, Rollins, off the charts. Uh, Bunny and Priest, off the charts. Uh, Lashley McIntyre, um, Bianca, Sasha, not to mention the other matches weren't cannon fodder. They weren't throwaways. Uh, Night number two. To only have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five matches, I, it, I, I give it a four. I give it a solid four. So overall, I give, I give, I give a uh, WrestleMania a, a four point two five, four point two five body slams. That means uh, you started to pick them up on the last one. <laughs> four complete ones, and then you you went to grab them on the next one. But uh, overall, I I thought it was it's fantastic. Uh, let's go to NXT Stand and Deliver. They open up. this. Uh, the first night was on USA. In fact, they're on again tonight. They're now on Tuesdays. But Wednesday and Thursday was when they did this. Thursday was on Peacock. Wednesday was on Peacock and USA Network. They opened with Pete Dunne versus Kushida. Remember what I said? You try to put your second or third strongest match on first. These two delivered. To be so far away, you we were talking about England and uh, and Japan, and to be wrestling over here, uh, these two styles, these two guys' styles mesh so well. This was a an outstanding match. It was one of my favorite of the week. Um, WrestleMania quality for sure. If it was on the WrestleMania card, God, it might have been the third or fourth best match. So good. But Pete Dunn ends up with the win. And it just it got everything kicked off right. In the North American Gauntlet match, Bronson Reed ends up winning. Remember he was my second choice. Once again, not trying to get it right, but my second choice. Uh and, and it makes the most sense. Uh my, my other choice, Loomis, there's some other things for him to do. Because of what happens later. So Bronson on night number two will meet Johnny Gargano. We will talk about that in a minute. I've heard a couple other people talk about this match. This next coming match. And I've got to agree. If this was on the WrestleMania card. I think it would potentially be maybe the second best on WrestleMania. I still like one or two other matches better than this. But Tommaso Ciampa took on Walter. for the United Kingdom heavyweight title. Now, obviously, pretty sure Walter was going to retain because he's going to probably go back to England. I could see parts of Imperium, if not all of Imperium, going with him. They want to keep an English guy with the English belt over there. Plus, Tommaso is not going to go over to England to He's not going to go over to England to To uh, defend the belt a bunch of times, so I, I I didn't honestly see him winning, but they beat the holy hell out of each other. But did it in such a way that it just it it's like it told an epic war story. It was just from from the start of the war all the way through the climax into the fallout into the potential next regime. I mean, it was just so well done, so well done. Uh, like I said, Walter retains. Obviously, but this, this match was so good. It was just so good. Shout out to both those guys. Um, They had the tag team match because, uh, obviously, Danny Birch and Only Lurkin had to give up their belt when Danny Birch uh, injured his shoulder in a match. We had the newcomers, MSK versus the Grizzled Young Vets versus Legato de, de Fantasma. Still one of the best names for a tag team, in my opinion. Um, they give it to the newcomers. MSK. It kind of tells me that they would have probably won the dust. Uh, they did win the Dusty Classic, did they not? One of them got injured, but I, I feel like I feel like they really. Like, I don't know why you'd give it to the newcomers. Once again, it says same thing about you know same thing I said about Bianca and, and Rhea walking in the door and winning. Uh, it says the same thing about your tag division and the NXT tag division is. I would put them up there with AEW that overall right now they it is just stacked. So to have the brand new team come in, that used to be an M- impact media I mean impact wrestling rather. It always gets me crossed up. Uh they, they just went out of nowhere. So uh good for MSK. They are really, really good, but I, I really thought Phantasmus maybe should have took that one. Uh we have a title change. Io Shirai comes in as the champ. Raquel Gonzalez walks out as the champ. Uh, Once again, I I think either Shirai is getting a call up or they're wanting to change things up a little bit. Shirai has been the champion for a long, long time. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, she's not green as grass, but she's uh, not a seasoned vet yet, but this was a great win for her. I still think this means that Dakota Kai is going to eventually get called up or split at some point from her. She may even have a blow-off match where she beats her to help her pad the resume a little bit. This is a good match. To be, uh, Gonzalez is is a big power bruiser. Shirai is very technical and likes to uh, do a lot of flips. So, uh, definitely a clash of styles for sure. But, this was was good. It was solid. You know, is it going to be a match of the night? No. But it wasn't it wasn't awful and it wasn't bad. It was it was pretty good. Uh night number two. To, I mean to be, you know, to be the last thing we see before it goes off air on night number one I thought it was really good. Now, night number two. Start off on Peacock, we get Brizongo versus Killian Dane and Drake Maverick in the number one contender tag team match. Pretty good match. Brizongo are the master mechanics of the tag division. It's nice when they win every so often. Uh which was not tonight. It just it, it makes better sense. When when uh we get to You know, MSK is the tag team champion, so we'll try to figure out a number one contender. Uh, if it's Breezango versus MSK, you get uh, it's okay, but you want MSK to have a, a different style opponent out of the gate. So Killian Dane and Drake Maverick win that match; they are a more interesting matchup, in my opinion, with MSK. Uh, clearly, Drake Maverick is going to take a lot of the damage, and then Dane will come in and try to clean it up. But that's how they work, and it seems to work pretty well. Escobar took on Devlin in the Cruiserweight Ladder Unification match. And this did not disappoint. Did not disappoint whatsoever. And as I thought, your, I guess, new unified Cruiserweight champion is Escobar. Really would have been nice and fantastic to have won the tag belts they could have all the belts. that would have been fantastic, but instead we just get i mean we get Escobar he's just that good uh now now, Jordan Devlin he's no slouch either. This is not like oh well, the best guy won. they're pretty even, they're pretty even, and they beat us just dog-squat out of each other. I may have just coined a new term. But uh, this this really, to be in the middle of it, I mean, to be the second match out of the gate, it could have almost been the first match. I would have almost swapped it with Brizongo versus Dana Drake. And then again, then that's my opinion. And it worked out. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon defended their Women's Tag Team Championships against The Way, which, of course, is Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Once again, you want the new champs to have a legitimate but um, pretty well-represented first first or second defense like that. Uh, you know, somebody solid to go up to really build up how you feel about them because Shotzi and Ember are such a new team. The Way is, too. Um, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. They had to build this out of nowhere, so... I think this worked, though. You take two girls who are uh, really good mechanics and workers. Indy Hartwell, very underrated. Candice Array, legend. And uh, Shotzi and Ember did a good job of representing the championships. So Then we get Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, who I talk very highly of on here all the time. He defended his North American championship against Bronson Reed. This is why I say it's kind of good it wasn't Loomis. I don't know why it wasn't Loomis, because Loomis would have made more sense. But uh, Johnny Wrestling does his thing, beats Bronson Reed. It's it's like you have this whole build-up where somebody win, wins a big multi-person match like that gauntlet. They have all the momentum. They have the rocket, rocket strapped to their back, and then the duct tape comes loose, and Johnny Gargano runs over Bronson Reed. It was a good match, but why build up somebody if you're just going to have your champ run over them? I didn't get that one. And then, no, that was not the main event. The co-main event was Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. Oof. Holy crap. Holy crap. This lived up to the billing that we thought it would, and then some these two know how to work it, and so they do Uh cross ends up winning this match. He basically regains the championship that. He regains the championship that he never lost. Remember, he had a separated shoulder. He had to give up the championship, and he gets it back, as he should. Now, a lot of people say, well, now it's time for Finn. They're like, Finn should go back to one of the other rosters. No, 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 no. No, Finn has a lot more work he can do in NXT, and I think that's where he wants to go. He doesn't want to be back up in the other ones. But uh, this fantastic match. Um, of course, the main event was Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole, unsanctioned, no holds barred.
1: This, uh, you
0: know, it, the it, they call it a bitter feud, bitter, bitter rivalry. These two have known each other almost their entire wrestling careers. Probably their entire wrestling careers. Sure, there's some pent up aggression and, and animosity between each other, but this played out exactly how we thought it would. Kyler Riley gets huge, massive wins. He he gets a massive win as he should. He defeats Adam Cole. Adam Cole either has plenty he can still do in NXT, or he's gonna get the call up soon because. I'm gonna give e, Marce, e Marcel Portute, my good buddy, who does the Sports Inquirer and the um, the the verbal submission podcast, where he talk. He's gonna do wrestling He's gonna talk WrestleMania sometime this week uh, and NXT. But it's it's the same way. Is that um, Adam Cole has never been much of a group person in Ring of Honor. He was part of the Kingdom but he was kind of bigger than the kingdom. He was part of the bullet club for a little bit. He, he's bigger than that. You know, he, he doesn't need it. Adam Cole, baby, has always been his, his, is, he always marches to the beat of his own drum. And that's, that's what makes him him. And that's what makes him as good as he is. So Kyle gets the big boost up. Maybe that'll boost him. Uh, Kyle versus cross. I like that matchup. Um, Kyle and Finn, I think, still got another match in them. Kyle's got a lot more options now that he's back, and you can elevate him to that that big level. Uh, Adam Cole, my guess is SmackDown. My guess, you'll see him on SmackDown very soon. Uh, that that was that was all in WWE. Though. Real quickly, I'm going to run through the other ones from last week. Uh, the the big parts of them.
1: Uh, let's see,
0: like uh, impact wrestling, they they do some stuff here and there. They, uh, I, I just wrote down a couple things. This crossover is going stale. It needs a spark. The the good brothers and Omega come over. They uh, either do some stuff here. I mean, they're not doing anything to move forward. It's all a lot of just sidestepping, sidestepping, sidestepping. And, and Rich Swan is okay, but I don't think he's strong enough to carry a storyline like this. You keep having to pair him with different things. I, I don't think that works either. And uh, one of the strongest things they got going to me is, is Sammy Callahan and, and Trey Miguel, this whole uh, weird partnership. Uh, but Impact, you you got to step it up. you you got the roster. You've got some, some really big things going on. Quit doing the backstage shenanigans so much and put a solid card together. Put a solid card together. That's all I'm saying. Uh, AEW. Uh, hangman. Adam Page gets a, a big time win. Uh, he's on the rise. I put finally, maybe it's it's in the same way that Cesaro and Biggie should be taking their leg up that way. I, it's it's just time. It's time for Hangman to to be up in the, in the upper spot. I know he's not part of the uh, Omega Bullet Club stuff. Even though he was in Bullet Club at one time, he's not part of a faction here or there, which I like. It's just, I need to see him do more than uh, just have solid matches each week against random people. Uh, Death Triangle and Best Friends are kind of, now that... Chris Statler apparently is with Best Friends. I don't have a problem with that. It's just going to mean that whatever factions they run up on, they're going to need... You're going to need... You know, you're going to need a female wrestler to join that squad just to to even it out, which is fine. But uh, Death Triangle versus Best Friends... That's going to be something else. That is that is almost six unique styles. I look forward to that. That's that's main event quality. Jurassic Express got back on board. Beat Bear Country. Bear Country very solid. Very very uh, big, big powerful dudes. They work well together. They're they're going to be a good team. Uh, we we get to see the group again. It's Q, it's QT Marshall. It's Aaron Solo. It's a go-go, and it's Camarado. A lot of O's in that, but uh, I don't think they even need a name. I don't know why there's another faction. It is what it is. It's just, uh, you know, about time QT split off and did his own thing where it always feels like he's following the... Like he's following the roads, Cody and, and Dustin around, even though he's not. He's his own person, and, and he's not. It's just the way people perceive it. So I would like to see him break out and do some stuff. Uh, Sting starts to talk to Shivani again. Again, Archer and uh, Lance Archer and Jake Roberts come out and interrupt him. But Archer gets interrupted by Sting this time, and he says, I agree. I agree with all the things you're saying, big man. You should be in the, in the big time. You should have a match. But it seems like at all times he's not given this, the he's not given any kind of opportunities. Things like I, I'm with you. If you shut up long enough, I'll help you out. So maybe uh, maybe that's Sting's role. He pushed Darby a little bit. Maybe he'll push Archer up because I agree. Lance Archer should a hundred percent be up in the top. He get he got one opportunity and and then he's he's. Back on and off again. You got a solid talent like that, and you're not utilizing it. You're better than that. You're better than that. AEW. Uh, Darby took on a guy named JD Drake. Good for JD Drake. He got on television. He had a decent match versus Darby. I don't know. Darby's not losing right now. Uh, The whole Jericho Pinnacle thing. Tyson. Tyson. Mike Tyson come out and uh, helped out because the rest of Jericho's squad were locked in a room. They eventually broke free and came there and uh, came to the ring to his rescue. But Tyson was doing a pretty good job. Here's what was interesting to me is watching Mike Tyson have to pull his punches so he doesn't really, really terrorize Pinnacle was very, very entertaining. Because if he was full out trying to really punch these guys, he could have knocked them all out. And they're, they're quality guys. It has nothing to do with their, their something. They're not. Uh, I'm not sure what to call her anymore because we already had Bad Bunny. This is just Bunny. Took on uh, Tay Conti. Who gets, you know, because last week, uh, two weeks ago, Tay Conti beats Nyla Rose. Huge win. Huge win. Right? Was a huge win, and then she pretty much got jobbed out by Evil Bunny, Bad Bunny, whatever. Or not Bad Bunny, by just the Bunny uh, in a tag match last week, and then this week she gets her her her, her big get back where she gets to win over Bunny. Good for uh, good for Tay Conti, Ty Conti. It's about time she gets a push she's hanging out with uh, Hikaru Sheeta who my guess is who she's working with that would be a solid person to work with not Sheeta's next opponent but I think within two or three opponents you got to have Conti up there I think uh, she's she looked really good really solid the thing is is can you keep up with Sheeta for 15 minutes that is the biggest deal that's hard I think she can. But if they don't, until they think so, you're not going to, you're not going to see that match. Then we get, uh, another just complete blow off where Omega and the Good Brothers took on Moxley and the Young Bucks. It comes down to a fact that, uh, that, uh, Matt will not kick Omega. Uh, Moxley gets mad, shoves him out of the way, and then they super kick Moxley, uh, The Young Bucks are nowhere joining up with these guys, but they're in this weird spot where they don't want to hurt their buddy, but they don't care for the rest of the group, and uh, it's almost becoming as stale as as the Impact crossover that I was talking about. At some point, it had to do with New Japan. Uh, It interlocked all these here, and then nothing. Just nothing. It just just dried up like a a flower. Uh, Ring of Honor. Delirious took on Rocky Romero in a pure wrestling match. Rocky Romero, both of these guys, if you don't know who they are, go look them up. Rocky did some of his best work in New Japan recently, but Rocky Romero gets the win here over his buddy Delirious. Uh, Bandito and Flamita took on Lethal and Gresham. Lethal and Gresham end up with a win in this one because Flamita and Bandito uh, are officially splitting their faction there. They have a third guy, too, and I forgot who he is. But he's out, too. They're officially splitting a team, the Mexa Squad or whatever, that was only together for about a month anyway. They're better off apart. Benito doesn't really need much of a group. You know, neither does Flamito. Um And also, Ring of Honor is going to have their 500th episode next week, which is going to have Lethal versus Gresham and Mark Briscoe versus Jay Briscoe. That is it's going to be insane. And I'm going to try to hurry some of these up because this is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. Um, we had uh, the one, the one fighting championship on TNT. Their big debut. They're going to be on after AEW each week for the next handful of weeks. Uh, Eddie Alvarez took on Luri uh, Lubicus, I think was his name. It was so bizarre. Um, Eddie Alvarez is trying to punch Yuri, and uh, Yuri keeps moving his head enough to where it looks like he is punching him in the back of the head. I it's, I don't know. I, I felt like they could have handled it a little better than that. They end up red carding and DQing Eddie Alvarez. He he is very emotional at the end. I, I think it's starting to catch up to him that he realizes he doesn't want to hurt people, but you have to in this business sometimes to win. I, I think he's getting to that spot where he doesn't know. He doesn't know what the future holds for him. And, uh, Eddie's just a solid stand-up human. Whatever he does, he's going to, he's going to do well at. Um, I think he's got a handful of fights left in him anyway. So we will see. We'll see what happens from there. It was just a bizarre in their very opening one. They, they put the biggest name on the card. Or one of the biggest names on the card on there. And it, uh, yeah, it, it didn't quite go as planned. Um, you had uh, Moraes take on Demetrius Johnson in the fe- for the Featherweight Championship. Moraes ends up getting the victory. Part of what led to his victory was a g- giant knee. He threw at Demetrius Johnson uh, while Johnson was kind of on all fours in front of him in this particular contest a non-UFC contest that is considered legal and they asked Johnson after the fact and he said I kind of like the rule uh, he, he was okay with it he, he thought it was fair game now, I don't necessarily agree with that but uh, I, I just I just think a down opponent you shouldn't be able to uh, throw a, a knee strike at, at a downed opponent Uh, Let's see, what else is on there? I was impressed by this. This was a Muay Thai matchup coming up here. Rod Tang, Jit Muangon took on Daniel Williams. Rod Tang, man. Holy crap, Rod Tang. Uh, that, That dude's no joke. That dude is is uh something else. Go look up Rod Tang. You could probably just look at Rod Tang. Uh but uh just just to see somebody new like that is it it's just unbelievable. Uh let's see. Bellator 256. Some of the big ones. Cat Zingano with a big win over Olivia Parker. Parker tried, man. Cat, it was it was Cat's night. Cat Zingano. It's uh, it a submission in round number one. It was an arm bar, two minutes and fifty-six seconds in, in the flyweight division. Cat's back. The cat's back, and. Uh, And uh, fantastic to see Kat Zingano fight like that again. Uh it's it's gotta make a uh, particular head of the UFC look and go, kinda wish she was still here. But uh good for cat. I think she's gonna line herself up for a title match coming up very, very soon. What how's that song go? The cat came back the very next day? Thought she was a goner. Yeah. The cat came back. Fact. I'll call tonight's nice episode. The cat came back. Good to see Cat Zingano back. I've uh, been a fan of hers for a while. Good to see her back. Uh, some other ones you guys might want to know about: uh, Liz Carmouche with a unanimous decision over Vanessa Porto. This was a good, good bout there in the uh, in the co-main event, basically. Uh, which led us to the main event: Ryan Bader versus Lyoto Machida. I believe it's the second time they faced. They were both sporting the brand new white gloves that they're they're using the Bellator now. They they're pretty cool. I like them. They are uh, you know UFC is considered doing something with their gloves, kind of rounding them off a little more. Well, this is also what. This is also what Bellator is looking at. And in the kickoff of the light heavyweight Grand Prix, the heavyweight champion, the city heavyweight champion, Ryan Bader, gets the win over Leo to Moshita. I believe he swept all five rounds. Unanimous decision. He didn't need to end Moshita, so he didn't. Uh, But Ryan Bader moves on. We get uh, a bunch of other fantastic, like fantastic. Fights coming up uh, here soon with that. We get two more uh, Grand Prix matches. Uh, Let's see. What do you guys want to hear about? You guys want to hear about... Well, I guess I need to tell you about UFC Fight Night. Victoria versus Holland. Um, Mike Perry versus Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, Yeah, Mr. to Daniel Rodriguez. Perry kept trying different things against Rodriguez and Rodriguez just had, um,
1: he just had a, uh, he just had an answer for everything.
0: Uh, Nina Nunez got submitted in the first round by Mackenzie Dern, 448. Uh, she, she kept secretly working on, working for that armbar. She kept working, working, working. Uh, Nina saw it coming and she just couldn't do much about it because as soon as it was on, it was tap tap. Uh, Nina's going to be back. She's going to keep fighting. What a good return for her after having a child just uh, just not that many months ago. But uh, Mackenzie Dern, possibly with a rocket ship on her back, I would say look for her to be a contender very, very soon, if she's not already. Sam Alvey versus Julian Marquez. Marquez finds a submission in round number two. He could have had the knockout as well. He just always had the best of Sam. Sam is a super good fighter. Every But every time Sam tried to come at him with something, Julian had a a, a counter, and he finally started to knock him around a little bit and then just choked him out. Arnold Allen with a unanimous decision winner over Sadiq Youssef. This is good. This is a good battle. This is a good battle. Go back and watch some of these if you, if you didn't see them, or if you did see them, go back and watch them anyway. Uh, just three rounds, Arnold Allen won that fight. You know, you won that fight. And then we get Kevin Holland on 10 days' notice, took on Marvin Vittori. Unanimous decision winner is Marvin Vittori. In five rounds, he did to Kevin Holland what what uh Brunson did just a week ago, 10 days ago, you know, 10, 15 days, two weeks ago, whatever. Uh, he, he kept, Kevin Holland kept presenting himself to get taken down and out-wrestled, and so that's what Marvin Vittori did. Congratulations to him. I agree with him that either his next fight or the one after should be for the title. There's not many people in front of him that that should be anywhere close. So why bother? Now, we got a bunch of stuff coming up, right? A bunch of stuff coming up, and I'm going to try to run through all this really quickly. We've got UFC fight night Whitaker versus uh, Gastelum. Uh, on the prelim, Tracy Cortez... Is going to fight Justine Kish in a women's flyweight. That's going to be really good. Alexander Romanov in the heavyweight division is going to take on Juan Espino. That should be good. Jessica Pena Lupi Gunes. Um, what a uh, main card. Let's go to the main card. We're going to get Ricardo Ram, uh, Ramos versus Bill Algio in the featherweight division. Luis Pena the lightweight is going to take on Alexander Munoz. Jacob Malkoon versus Abdul Razik Al Hassan. In welterweight. Andre Orlovsky's back. He's the heavyweight is he's 30 and 20. Gonna take on 15 and 6 Chase Sherman. Come on, Andre. We know we got you got a couple more in you. Jeremy Stevens, the featherweight, is gonna take on Drakkar Close. And then Kelvin Gastelum is gonna take on Robert Whitaker. And you've got to think in the middleweight division there that the winner of that you got to think at some point that uh, if – see, this I don't like. Everybody's saying that if Whitaker wins, then he should get the next title shot over Marvin Vittori. And uh, if Kelvin wins, then maybe Kelvin and, and Vittori should fight for the chance to be number one contender. What did Vittori ever do to you guys? That's what I want to know. I think it's like this. Uh, Vittori should – Either get the next shot or the one after, or I mean, heck, if you, if you want to do it that way, fine. But how about the winner of Whitaker Gastelum takes on Vittori. winner of that gets the title shot, right? Why not? That that makes the most sense. That makes everybody earn it. That last little bit, why not? That's that's what I would say. Let's let's do it that way, right? That of course is going to be Saturday. A lot of that is going to be on. A lot of that is going to be on. I believe ESPN, ESPN Plus, Fight Pass, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Bellator two fifty seven in the prelims. As we're trying to cycle through this, let me tell you about. Uh, Julia Budd is going to take on Deanna Silva. Victor Demkov versus Carl Al- Albertson. Al- Albrechtson. Missed the letter there, sorry. Pedro Carvalho is going to take on J.J. Wilson. That's going to be a fun featherweight foul. Also in featherweight, Saul Rogers is going to take on Mads Burnell. Julius Englekas versus Gregory Milliard. Sean Asher versus Steve Mowry in a heavyweight prelim fight there. Raymond Daniels is going to take on. Peter Stenenik. Dracik Bozanan is going to take on DeMarquez Jackson. And Lance Gibson Jr., the light heavyweight, is going to take on Marcus Surin. That's a good enough main card, and that's just the prelims. Let's go to the main card. Paul Daly is going to take on Saba Amasi. That is a 175 contract weight fight there which is weird because they both ran about 170. Corey Anderson is going to take off uh, the let us Yaksha Muradov. This is part of the Light Heavyweight Grand Prix opening round. The main event is also uh, the same. Uh, but the co-main event is Veda Ortega. Going to take on Desiree Yanez, that's going to be just a super flyweight matchup there. And Vadim Nemkov, Nemkov, that in letters, going to take on Phil Davis, light heavyweight, Grand Prix. It's only going to leave uh, one other prelim fight, should be fantastic. But uh, that's all the big things coming up there. Some other things that uh, I want to talk about real quickly I'm going to do. I'm gonna do like a trailer video or something. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, sometime later this week. Could be Friday. Friday is looking like a decent day. Maybe Thursday night. I don't know. One of those. I'm gonna do ones leading up to it. I'm gonna talk about all the fights, all the prelim fights, all the big fights because we know, uh, we know the main event. The main event is obviously. Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. We know Frank Mir is going to fight Steve Cunningham. I went over all this last week, but I'm going to I'm going to get a little more in depth about it. Uh, hopefully Thursday or Friday. Uh, I want to I want to dedicate a whole video to that. Uh, Fabian Edwards versus Austin Vanderfort is booked for May 21st. I cannot find any official things online, but I participated in a live Instagram chat the other day with. With Page and Austin, Austin guesses on it a little bit there, and uh, he confirmed it twice that that that's in the books. So I look forward to that fight. Good luck to both those fighters. Uh, it should be fantastic. Um, looks like Bellator 259 in the featherweight division in the main event. Uh, that's that's the May 21st. Bellator event is Cyborg versus Smith two. They announced that at the last Bellator event. That should be awesome. Uh, Jimmy Flick in the featherweight division in the UFC has retired. He says that his uh, he says that his uh, focus is on other things right now, and uh, that uh, fighting is not really his favorite thing. It, it, or it's not his passion like it was. He wants to spend more time with family and some other ventures. So, that's cool. Uh, I wish Jimmy all the best. It's uh, it's one of the hardest decisions you can make. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, Evander Holyfield and Kevin McBride are going to... Fight very soon. But I'm going to, yep, Vander Holyfield's coming out. That's going to be on June 5th in Miami. That is Trillers' next Fight Club event. Yep, in the Big MIA. In the Big MIA. That's going to be fantastic. I hope to learn a little more while at the event Saturday. Should be spectacular. But, we're over now. Uh, we talked WrestleMania, we talked Standard delivery from NXT, we talked 1 on TNT, Impact Wrestling AEW, we talked Bellator 256, Preview 20, uh, 257, Ring of Honor, UFC Fight Nights, Whitaker Gaslam is coming up. Shout out to Austin Vandenberg, Fabian Edwards. I'm finally glad that fight seems like it's going to happen. That's going to do it for us this week. Shout out to everybody who made this possible, which is you guys. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Thanks for tuning in. Strong Style. The cat came back. See you guys next week. Deuces, gooses.